On today's show, the Yankees and White Sox played a crazy game on Thursday night that reminded some people of the Field of Dreams game. There were strange pitching lines, lost leads, long dingers, and we'll talk about it all. Plus, we preview tonight's matchup. All that is next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankees fans. It's Friday the 13th, which I didn't realize till about 11 this morning. I didn't even realize it until you just said it. Yeah, it's Friday the 13th. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Mastracco. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube, and please hit the like button and comment. I'm answering some of your comments. Uh, try to do that every day. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. Abby, are you as excited as it, uh, for it being Friday as I am? Because I'm just this week can just go already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's no different for me. I've still got. I've still got work to do. There might be a game seven on Sunday at the Garden, so I'm I'm tracking hockey games, tracking baseball games. Um, it is what it is. I had quite the mishap right before we recorded today. I went to shake the uh, almond milk to put in my coffee and realized that the cap was half unscrewed, so had to uh, delay this recording to mop the kitchen up a little bit. And and that was the second time this week that I've actually done that the second time this week that that has happened to me um so maybe it's best that the week just ends yeah maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if the yankees want the week to end because uh they're having a great week they're having a you know i mean more mishaps than us (laughs) yeah it's a successful week they they win the series against the rangers they win both games against toronto going six out of nine against Toronto. They're almost halfway through the season series and playing very well against a team that people were wondering um, if they'd be the ones to beat in the AL East. They still can be, but it's a good showing by the Yankees to not only be beating bad teams, but they're beating the teams there's, you know, up against in the AL East so far. They're winning series and they're, they're finding different ways to do it, Mm -hmm. which is, which is good. You know, they're not just relying on the offense to do all of the heavy lifting. They are doing it by, they're doing it with starting pitching. They're doing it with relief pitching. They're sometimes they're, they're stealing games with defense and they're able to come back. It never feels like the Yankees are really out of these games. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, compared to what we were talking about a month ago when the season started and even last season, when, they were sort of a one-trick pony with just the offense. This is this is really good. Like they're finding ways to win games, and they're finding ways to battle. And when things get tough, and they're you know they're down in a game and they're facing some adversity, they're overcoming it. Yeah, uh, there was no point last night where I thought they were going to lose that game. 
at all. They, they kind of have that feeling right now. Yeah. Where you're it's, like, it's okay. Like, you know, no matter what happens in the game, you're like, it's okay. They're going to come back. And if they don't win, you're like, well, you know, it's one loss. They'll, we'll play again tomorrow. There isn't that like dark cloud, that, you know? Yeah. That there isn't that feeling of, well, they're inevitably going to go on a bad roll because that hasn't happened yet. They're 23 and eight right now, which is one of their best. Well, it is their best start in 19 years. They haven't done this since 2003. And the last few times before 2003, a few times, it's like seven or eight times uh, that they started this well. They not only went to the World Series, they won the World Series. So, you know, we're getting to the point where once we hit the 40 to 50 game threshold, even if they're not at this exact clip, if they don't fall off too much, we're going to know what kind of team we're looking at this year. I think so. Yeah. I mean, look, it's still, it's still May. I think we've got a good sense of what this team is and what they can accomplish or not, maybe not accomplish, but like what, what the identity is. Yeah. I think we've got a good sense of what the identity is right now. And look, they're just, they're rolling. They're going to roll. They're going to ride this for as long as they can. And it's going to be tough. It's going to start getting to a point where it's going to be tough for teams to catch up to them in the standings. And that's good. You want to build that cushion as early as you can, because you never know what's going to happen in the middle of the season. You know, that you know, summer swoon might hit and some guys, I don't know, maybe either get hurt or just they're a little bit ineffective. They hit a wall and, and you, when you've got a cushion built up early in the season, it's nice to have. And I, I think they're in a good spot right now. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, Stacey, what do you do as a fan when you don't have anything to complain about? <laughs> I know. It's very strange. Um, I don't know. It's yet. Yeah, no, it is very, it's, it's odd right now. Um, I haven't felt this comfortable about a Yankee team in a, in a while. Like it's um, almost like disconcerting to like your entire being. You're like, but this is like my brand. Like I, <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but what do you mean? I have, I, I want to be able to complain about something and there really yes. isn't much to complain about because even <laughs> if there's a bad pitching performance, the offense will come back, which they did last night. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, when I was talking to one of my friends from Pittsburgh who covers the Penguins the other day, and I was like, you know, New Yorkers aren't happy unless they have something to fight about or complain about. And he was like, well, what are they going to complain about if they, because this was when they were down in, in the game um, two nothing. And obviously the Rangers came back to win, forced a game six. They played a night in Pittsburgh. And I was, he's like, what are they going to complain about all summer? And I was like, well, the Yankees, but they have nothing to complain about with the Yankees right now. And I was right. like, the, the Jets, I guess. There's always something to complain about with the Jets. Right, right. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of the offense, I told Abby this before we started recording, but I wanted to tell you all this because I love this. Since our episode in which we discussed how bad the offense was, the Yankees are 16-2 and two, and they're outscoring their opponents 111 to 53. I don't want to take that intense. Yeah, we. <laughs> you're welcome again. Okay. I know um, you said you don't want to take credit for it, but you can take credit for it. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, they're just, oh my God. And, you know, we'll talk about this when we recap the game, but it's not just the home runs, it's the walks, it's the running out an infield single to first and allowing two runs to score when you're six foot seven and 282 flying down the line. Like, you know, like things are happening that are so much better than last year. And like you said, 
we really don't have much to complain about. Uh-uh. Sure, you can play, you can complain that Jonathan Loisaga doesn't look as good as he did last year. Chad Green's having some issues, but then you have the other guys in the bullpen who are picking up the slack. So it's not as noticeable. And then you also have the offense fighting back. So it's not as bad, you know, so guys are picking up the other guys. Like if some yeah. aspect of the game doesn't go right, someone else will pick them up. And that's they're why able they're to winning. Compensate for aspects of the games that don't go right. Yeah. You know, like they're able to either out hit their mistakes or out pitch their mistakes. Last year, they relied on being able to like, that was the whole MO. Like we haven't, we have enough of a lineup that we can out hit mistakes. And we saw that that was not a good game plan, but now they're deeper and stronger in sort of every facet. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, look, if you want to complain about something, complain about um, Davey Garcia not doing well in right. minor leagues. Right. Like that, I, I'm I'm reaching here. I am reaching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there really isn't that much to complain about, um, and yet yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable. I kind of wish that Yankee fans could adopt the blind optimism. No, that's too much of a, like a California thing. Like this is New York. You, you come on, you were born and raised here. Like you I know, know. Yeah. I <laughs> come on, you you guys. That's just not how you guys operate. It's not in your beings to like no. be you know poly positive we, we, like yeah that. we wear black in the summer you know <laughs> but I, I know when I was working in at 30 Rock and before I moved into the city and was commuting my mom's like do you always have to dress in such dark colors yes yes I do now in a moment we'll go through some key moments in this crazy game last night but I have something exciting to tell you all about okay imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, and then opening your eyes and realizing that it's only 150 calories with 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. Okay, they had a birthday cake regular Built bar. Now they have the puff. It's covered in white chocolate. It has sprinkles. It literally tastes tastes like birthday cake. It is unbelievable. And you would never know from eating it that it's actually good for you because it's just amazing. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar covered in 100% chocolate. So make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into fresh birthday cake and enrobed it in white chocolate. It's unbelievable. All Built Bar puffs are covered in 100% chocolate. So that means you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to Built.com right now to get the birthday cake puffs. You can use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you get recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So last night had it all. It had offense. It had two miscues from the Yankees, but they still won, so it didn't matter. But it was kind of strange to see that happen. Um... Strange pitching lines from Dylan Cease and, you know, Luis Hill looking good at first and then looking not so good. And, (laughs) you know, Giancarlo Stanton being heckled and hitting a home run. Josh Donaldson being heckled, hitting a home run. It was just amazing. And that game was really long. It was three hours, 56 minutes. I thought it was never going to (laughs) end. I just love that, like, I went to look at, like, last night I was like, I had, or I had to rewatch the game this morning because I was watching hockey last night. And 
Um, I had I was, no idea the Maple Leafs lost that game. <laughs> I saw. I saw the like I saw the final score and I was like, oh, who what pitcher did they face? Like I couldn't remember the pitching lineup and I was like, Dylan Cease, no way. Yeah. So then I just Google his name. Like that's it. Cause I want I just wanted like I kind of wanted to see the reaction. Like I want to see what like the Chicago media was saying about Dylan Cease. Mm-hmm. And I love that when you Google his name, one of the first questions that comes up, like because you know, Google gives you like questions. Um, is Dylan Cease for real? And I was like, this fits like this is very fitting for this game tonight because over this game last night because he it, he struck out 11 in four innings. I mean, what? But, <laughs> but then like the rest of the game was just bad and weird. I mean, not bad for the Yankees, but <laughs> right. But it was like, you know, everyone's like, you know, he he pitched four innings, got 11 strikeouts, but then gave up six runs on six hits and it's just mm-hmm. such a strange pitching line. Um, like he matched a career high with 11 strikeouts yeah yeah just like what like the whole game was just really weird and it really did feel like the field of dreams game with the home runs and the leads being lost and then the tying up at the eighth inning seventh inning like it later which was similar to the field of dreams game and just but like i said i never felt the like the yankees were going to lose that game I really didn't. Even when the White Sox tied it and I knew that home run was coming, I could feel it. I knew, I was just like, oh, I've seen this movie before. I've seen it. Oh, boy. And as soon as it happened, I was like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, like the, I mean, look, the Yankees got to they got to cease, but then they also got to Joe Kelly. Thank like, you, Tony LaRussa. <sighs> Tony LaRussa. Tony LaRussa's quote, I can't believe it, but I saw it. So I believe it. <laughs> Because even Stanton was like, yeah, yeah, they brought in a lefty to face me. Yeah. He was kind of like, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, and the Yankees are like, what is it? When Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton both homer, there's something like 11 and 1. No, it's 20 and 1 overall. 20 and 1? Yeah. Yeah. And they both homer in the lineup. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it shows how important it is to have those guys both healthy and in the lineup because that was obviously – you know, that was the plan. It's been the plan since the Yankees acquired Stanton from the Marlins, but that hasn't always been the case. Like their ideal lineup that they envisioned really never came together until last season. Right. Right. And now they're able to, they are able to sort of roll that lineup out regularly and And, you see what happens. And even judge yesterday, I said the quote on yesterday's show, but he said, you know, last year you kind of knew what you were getting with us because you had eight righties in the lineup and it was pretty much all the same thing. And he's like, and now we're coming at you in different ways. And I kind of was like, yeah, that's true. Because as much as we like having DJ LeMahieu at the top and they tend to do better that way, they do have the option of Hicks. And even if Mm -hmm. Hicks isn't hitting, he's starting to walk now, which is, important Hicks can, you work. Want. Hicks can work some at bats I mean yeah he's not he's a good on base guy and he he's a smart player and he knows that if he's not hitting he can he's gonna get on base some way yeah and speaking of walks we can't talk about that big seven run eighth inning without talking about Marwin Gonzalez walking because all this happened with two outs you know games tied you're feeling slightly deflated and then they get two outs and you're just like "Mm, all right there's still more innings that maybe they can do something in and 
Although my first thought was like, please don't let this go to extra innings. I don't want to see the Ghost Runner. <laughs> Glaber Torres comes off the bench again. <sighs> because this isn't the first time he's come off the bench to have a big at bat. And this time he goes down 0-2. And then he lays off some tricky pitches to work a walk. Aaron Boone mentioned it. Giancarlo Stanton mentioned it. I think anyone talking about the game last night mentioned how big that at bat was because it set up everything that started that that, that, that in the scoring in that inning. So kudos to him for doing that because it's not easy to come off the bench. It's not easy to come off the bench and get a hit when you're cold all game, although he was cheering on the offense so much that he was probably warmed up. Um, But it's not easy to do that. And seeing that from Glaber is a really good sign. Seeing a lot of stuff that he's doing lately is a good sign from Glaber. Well, yeah, I mean, he had a slow start, and we were talking about how long is the the leash going to be with Glaber. You know, he's got to show something, but he's really come he's come around. Let's see what he's his recent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's improved his numbers. He's definitely improved his numbers in the last few weeks. Yeah, last month. It's really good to see. Him and DJ, I said this before the season started, they were like two of the big ones to, that you wanted to see have a better season. And so far, I mean, DJ's been great. And Glaber's had big hits and the big walk. And seeing him, I'll say it again, taking those pitches and laying off those pitches, it's not easy to do. And that was just a really good sign. Again, all these different things are working for them right now. And when things aren't working for them, other things work for them, which helps them win. So it was just, that was a crazy game. Just the way it, you know, the White Sox are like, oh, we're back in this. And then the Yankees are like, nah, no, we're going to score seven runs this inning. Sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble. And it was funny seeing people's reaction on Twitter being like, oh, there go all the White Sox fans leaving the uh, stadium now because there's probably no chance that they'll score seven off the Yankees bullpen at this point. So So it's a small sample size, but in the last six games, Labor does have a 9-12 OPS. So we are starting to see some improvement from him. And and look – He's had a couple really, like you said, he's had a couple really clutch hits. Those are going to be able to build some confidence in him. And that's that those kind of hits are going to take him far. Like maybe he hasn't quite, he hasn't lit it up the way that, you know, people wanted him to. And really the way that the people expect, I think were waiting for him to, but he is showing some steady improvements. Clutch hits like that are, those are going to do those are going to do a, a pretty good number for his confidence. I mean, I think beating Toronto single-handedly well. twice in 2 weeks would also raise my confidence because that's what he did the other night and he did it in Toronto when they won that 3-2 game. So it's like we're seeing glimpses of the Glaber yeah. of 2018 and 2019 and you know, they're playing in warmer weather also in in Chicago. It's actually pretty hot out there and I said it in the preview that once the weather gets warmer and the balls start flying, you know, they're already hitting the ball. So some of the guys who are just missing, you might see them actually hitting the ball out of the park. And then guys like Stanton and judge, although, you know, Stanton doing the opposite field kind of line drives. It's like, (laughs) and then judge hitting 456 feet. Like it's nothing just unbelievable. He always does that though. 
It's just incredible the power you see behind Judge and Stanton. There's, I mean, look, we know that they're like, they're big, strong boys. And we've all seen the videos of Giancarlo Stanton, uh, you know, his off-season workouts. But it, when you when you get a hold of a baseball like that and you hear that sound that it makes, like just cutting through the air, it, you, you really just sort of have to marvel at the power. Yeah. We no, know I'm... we know that they have that power. Yet oh, yeah. still, every time you you see it, you're just sort of like, oh man. Yeah. Because <laughs> even the home run, the walk off that Judge hit the other night, I mean, it went into the second deck and left field. And yes, it was an 84 mile an hour pitch, but he just, I mean, smoked it. Woof! What a great first walk off for him, just with the way that game went. Um, and again, because it was against Toronto and you know, they're going to be fighting for them or with them for the division down the line. That's an important and it's important to get that first walk off home run under your belt. You know, because I was explaining on the show the other day, wasn't his first walk off. He had the walk off dinky single in <laughs> the last game of the regular season that helped send them mm -hmm. to the wild card game. But getting that first walk off home run under your belt will make it easier for him when he comes up in those situations before. Because I've been at games where he's come up in that situation and come up empty-handed. Yeah. So that was good to see. that, And just the confidence that they have right now. Um, again, it's the product of the winning, but there's just something different about this team and the way it's constructed and the way that they're just playing. Um, you know, like last night, Josh Donaldson comes up. A guy literal, literally screams, Josh, you suck. He hits a home run on the next pitch. And I kind of wish, the Yankee fan in me kind of wished that he did the DX crotch chop as he was crossing home plate <laughs> and did it at that guy because that just would have been great. I would have done that, but I'm a jerk. I just, so. Okay, look, here's my thing about fans who say you suck. Right. Be more creative with your heckles. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. that's just like, there's, there's nothing behind that. Right. It just shows that like, you are really lacking in creativity and like... I'm all for like heckling, like, and especially if you talk to relief pitchers, like they love to hear it. They love hearing it if it's a good one, but like the people who are just like, you suck, you're ugly. Like, like, be, be, like be like my brother, be like my brother who was making fun of Mike Morgan, who was 41 at the time and, and asking him if he had Metamucil in his water bottle. Yeah. Like that's funny. You know, like you've got to take something and like run with it. Yeah. It's like, you need to, I don't know. I, I just, you not everybody is born with like the gift of wit, but like just yelling out, you suck. Like that sucks. And <laughs> I believe that same guy was heckling Stanton before his first home run. And it was just like, these guys don't learn. It's like the, the people at Yankee stadium who chanted Altuve and Springer. And then they always hit home runs. I want to tell them, just I stop doing it. It was really funny when they dressed as um, Oscar the ground. <laughs> Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> or trash cans like I thought that was funny so that was that, yeah that, that was is, actually funny that's funny and that's creative and that's yeah. witty but just yeah. yelling you suck that sucks if you want to heckle properly like ask a woman because women like we destroy people like with our like mental games that we play like we even just like with one look or oh, yeah. we'll find some we will take something that like we know that you're 
you're sensitive about or that you're like self-conscious about, spin it in a completely different direction and make you think about it until you're ready to cry. Like take some heckling lessons from a woman. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you're just sitting there yelling, you suck, like turn to the woman next to you, give that woman maybe a few pieces of information about this picture and see what she turns it into (laughs) because it's like, you know, it's we know how to win the battle of mental warfare as women. <laughs> Men might just like yell, you suck and punch each other in the face, but like women will make each other cry. <laughs> so tonight is Garrett Cole starting again. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and I believe it is an Amazon Prime game. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, you're S out of luck. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, no, I'm not kidding, because if you're in the New York area and you don't have it, you can't watch it. If you're out of the New York area, I th- think, thank you, phone, you can watch it on MLB TV, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll figure that out in a second. Before we get into the matchup for tonight, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. One more thing about last night, (laughs) because it was just crazy. It was long. It was crazy. It was just, I was tired when it ended, delirious when it ended. I was like, oh my God, like that was just, I'm sort of afraid that there's going to be some sort of carryover into tonight because you never know. And I joked that poor Jordan Montgomery is probably sitting there in the dugout going, you can't do this for me. (laughs) Where are all these runs when I pitch? Why can't you do this for me? Poor Jordan Montgomery. and Jacob DeGrom can start a club together. Yeah. You know, unbelievable. Um, They print on those napkins. Yeah. We get no support support club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like I said, the judge play. The infield single, him legging it out, and those two guys scoring right one right after the other and just keeping that going. Because, again, everything started with two outs, and then they scored seven runs. And to see that happen is nice. Instead of it being two outs and then a third out, it's like, okay, no, we, we can get something done here, and we'll get something done, and then we'll keep getting it done until we score seven runs and put this game out of reach. So that was nice to see. And Stanton. Uh, career high and runs batted in with six, which is kind of hard to believe considering all the home runs he's hit in his career. He's up to 356 now, thanks to last night. Um, You know, it took him a while to get from 349 to 350 and now he's kind of like, all right, I'm here. So I'm going to keep hitting home runs. So good for Stanton, but he's just unbelievable. And, you know, running around the bases really well. Even when he's playing the field, he looks good because, you know, you were talking about his training um, videos and I know that in the off season before last year, they introduced both Judge and Stanton more to yoga to help stretch out their muscles and not be so bulky and not do so much strength training. And 
seems to be working. So hopefully they'll keep that up. But they do look a lot more spry when they're running around the bases. I mean, Stanton scored from first on something last week, running around the bases like with no issues and you know where I, mean, I used yeah, to he's an athletic guy like he's got yeah. some he's got some burst in his in his step and I, I I'm not surprised I think we've always known that about him but like those big home run hitters just aren't really expected to be good on the base pass I mean have you ever seen Albert Pujols try and run <laughs> like you know they it's not something that they've ever had to to do they're not relied on to right. to steal bags to to leg out singles to stretch a, a single into a double so I think it was it's always been in him because he's just such a gifted athlete. Right. And and probably Judge too. I mean, I don't think Judge doesn't move quite as well for a big guy as Stanton does, but you do see it in the outfield. Like he'll run out he takes some good routes to the ball and he makes some diving stops. And I I'm not surprised. I just think that they've never that's never been something that they've needed to do. And now they're doing it and it's not because they necessarily like need to, but it is, it's, it's helping the Yankees. And it's just sort of that, you know, when you're in the middle of a game, you're trying to find ways to win. And that is, you're going to do everything you can to help your team win. And that's, you know, moving well around, running the base as well and sometimes stretching them out. And yeah. yeah it feels like they're finally getting it where they're understanding. Yes. They are still home run reliant. I went through the numbers yesterday. They they lead the league. It's like 50% of their runs have been scored on home runs. Um, but they're scoring in other ways. They're getting on base in other ways. And they're finally so, like, this is a well-rounded team right now. And it just makes it so much more fun to watch them. And it's not a chore to watch them. Because, you know, there were some times last season where I wouldn't even, and I'll tell you all this, I wouldn't even bother watching a game until the next morning after I saw what happened because there were some times where I was just like, I can't deal with this team right now. The way they're playing, I can't. Um, but now I want. I want to watch them. And people were saying that on Twitter last night. They were saying, this feels strange that I, I want to actually sit through an entire game and I don't feel like something disastrous is going to happen. <laughs> like This is just really, wow. This is nice for right now to see this happen. We all have that other you know we're waiting for the other shoe to drop we're waiting for a little bit of a lull there but and it's gonna happen it's a 162 game season even the best teams go on a slide it's going to happen it's just the key is for them to be on a big run and not the same size slide that's the key if they go up on a big hill go on a bunny hill after that and then you know that that kind of a thing so Right now, it's fun. You're allowed to have fun, Yankee fans. Be happy with this because this is unexpected. It's fun to watch them right now, and you, you're you allowed to have be fun. Be happy with this and uh, because there will be ebbs and flows to the season. Yep. They're going to inevitably lose some games. Yep. And, you know, this might help you. You always hear guys in locker rooms talk about not getting too high, not getting too low. Yeah. This will help the fans maybe not get too high and to take advice. Yeah. From your favorite athletes, from your favorite captains, mm -hmm. don't get too high, don't get too low. Yeah. yeah. It's really easy for me to say because I have no emotional attachment. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I try not, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be a little more relaxed, but eh, in the middle of everything, it's, you know, like I said, I've, I've gotten to the point where if there's a bad loss, 
I can forget about it in about five minutes, where in my 20s and early 30s, it would affect me for like a week. And my coworkers knew to stay the hell away from me. But now I'm, you know. Hey, that's why you have me on this podcast with you. Yeah. We provide some balance. Yeah. I am the objective reporter who is dead inside and has no emotional attachment to any team except for my college baseball team. Go Dirtbags. Yeah. Maybe the Sacramento Kings if they ever get good again. Really not high hopes there, though. <sighs> And you are the one, you are the diehard, you are the emotional, passionate fan. But I still can see things, but I can still see things objectively. I don't really see things through pinstripe glasses, you know? That's a good phrase. (laughs) That should be the title of the podcast today. Yeah. Seeing things through pinstripe glasses or not seeing things through pinstripe glasses. But that's why we balance each other out. Yeah. Because I'm dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm dead inside when it comes to other things. But uh, <laughs> So tonight, another 810 start in Chicago. Again, Amazon Prime. And oh, no, you can't see it on MLB TV. So, okay, if you don't have Amazon Prime, I don't know what to tell you. Just listen to John and Susan if you can. So it's Garrett Cole against Vince Velasquez. Now, Cole, as we said, started rough, but we knew that if he had a few good starts toward the end of April and into May, his numbers would look better. And sure enough, they look better. His ERA is 267. That's good. His record is 2-0. He has 37 strikeouts because he's Garrett Cole and he likes to strike people out. And then Vince Velasquez is 2-2 with a 3.97 ERA, 21 strikeouts. And as I said yesterday, DJ LeMayhew and Giancarlo Stanton have faced Velasquez the most. Now, this is interesting, and I said it yesterday. Stanton has faced him 14 times. He's only batting 143 in those 14 at-bats, but he has a home run. (laughs) Aaron Judge has only faced him six times. He's batting 167. He also has a home run against Velasquez. As for the White Sox against Cole, Abreu and Grandal have home runs against Cole, but Grandal is in 17 at-bats, only batting 118. So that seemed to have been some sort of fluky thing. But Abreu in nine at-bats, which isn't a lot, but 556 off Cole. So he he has Cole's number in that small sample size. Yeah, Yankees take on the White Sox for the rest of the weekend. So the beginning of next week, we'll recap what happens and then preview the next series. And uh Anything else that comes up, hopefully everything will be positive on Monday. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment, and I will answer your comments. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy the weekend. And we'll talk to you all next week.